Welcome to day 339 of Shape by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with David Keeve and Cindy Kemp mm-hmm. and Matt Kresge. Uh, we continue the Gospel of John. We continue and finish at the Gospel of John today. It's been a rewarding experience, as all the Gospels are. Uh, there is a you know richness and depth, uh, you know, to John who describes himself, you know, throughout uh, the book as a disciple whom Jesus loved, and, and that's not so much a boast. It's just he realized how deeply you know Jesus loved him and uh, that's how he wants to be known as someone who was loved by Jesus and of course all of us have that privilege you know through uh, what Jesus has done on the cross and secured for us in the resurrection Uh, we come to my favorite Easter message Uh, not only do you have the hope of the resurrection but you have the restoration of the resurrection and Peter must have you know uh, doubted uh, you know, from a distance that he could ever, you know, things would ever be the same between he and Jesus again because he had denied him. But in the Gospel of John, you see uh, the restoration of Peter and, of course, the call of the rest of the disciples as well. And it's a, it's a, a, a rich and a fitting conclusion to a very rich and, uh, and, and deep gospel. So before we explore, you know, John chapter 21, uh, let's offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Father, thank you so much for the word uh, that you have given us in the same way that uh, Jesus breathed on his disciples and uh, anticipated their receiving of the Holy Spirit. Uh, We thank you that you have breathed out the word of Scripture and that through the Holy Spirit that you have breathed into us, you take everything that is yours and that you make it ours. Uh, that you take the richness of the gospel and you make it very real to us in our life and experience and our desire to know and follow you. We pray as we read your word that we would see your face and be transformed uh, by a wonderful vision that gives us of you. Thank you for this simple act of restoration by which uh, one who denied you completely is brought back into fellowship with you. We thank you for that kind of grace which has brought us into fellowship with you. It's in your holy name we pray. John chapter 21. After Jesus appeared again to the disciples by the Sea of Galilee, it happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also called Didymus, Nathanael from Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. And going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and they got into the boat. Uh, But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. And the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and he jumped into the water. And the other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish for they were far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you've just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dare ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This is now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? 
Yes, Lord, he said, you, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you to where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the believers that this disciple would not die. But Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? This is a disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that not even the whole world uh, would have the room for the books that would be written. What a wonderful, what a wonderful <laughs> conclusion. Uh, this is not a comprehensive, you know, blow by blow of every breath that Jesus took or everything that Jesus did, uh, but it is a collection of the things that for John were deeply convincing of who Jesus was. And of course, his purpose is this. Is I, there are many other signs that he performed, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is a Messiah and in believing in him, mm-hmm. you, you might have life. And here he uh, again acknowledges the works of Jesus are far beyond what are you know, contained you know, simply here or can even be contained yeah. in the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, and then there's been a lot of books written about Christ, right? You know, and to, there have. yeah, just to imagine all that Christ has done that mm-hmm. we might even be fully aware of is is pretty shocking. Oh yeah. no, not 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 uh, any single volume or all the volumes put together, mm-hmm. or all the volumes you know that are yet to be written. You know, even begin to contain uh, the fullness of the glory of the Son of God. Mm-hmm. You know that we received in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul said, you know, we see things, you know, through a you know through a mirror dimly. Uh, then we will see face to face and know fully even as we're fully known and, and how wonderful that'll be but even even in that moment his, his grandeur and his glory will be beyond mm-hmm. in our fullest comprehension because we are finite and he is infinite mm-hmm. uh, our ability to understand that his glory is limited his glory is unlimited mm-hmm. I love we've talked about this some throughout the gospels but, but just the significance of meals, you know, that, that Jesus mm-hmm. enjoys sitting down and having meals with, you know, a variety of people. And here it is, you know, he, again, Jesus has a fire going, charcoal fire, and say, bring some of that fish you just caught, which you know, we can get to that story in a minute. But <laughs> yeah, I just love, I love that, that, that Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he, here is the Son of God, the Messiah, and he's not too busy to sit down and share a meal with his disciples. He's not... You know, he, he's not too, he's not in a rush to get to something else, but he, he sits, took took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish, and they enjoyed a meal together. And Peter is a fun character, you know, in this entire, uh, entire thing. 
you know, the disciple whom Jesus loved, which is mentioned, you know, two more oh, times way here. Way too much on You know, you're with, that, you know with, with John. And again, okay. I'm giving him a lot of credit. I think he's saying it in the most humble way. I hope so. I, you know, I'm just, just amazed that he loved me, uh, you know, in, in, in that sense. Uh, but uh, Peter has, you know, taken off of his outer garment in order to do what fishermen do to get dirty and to get wet. And then he puts on his clothes to jump in the water, which is completely, you know, counterintuitive. Uh, but he's not even, you know, really sure what he's, you know, what he's he's going to do. He swims back to the shore a hundred yards. Uh, John does not, you know, tell us how fast he was. Yeah, it kind of makes up for, for his slow run. I'm last guessing time. he ran slow, so he probably swims even slower. Yeah. And then he finally, you know, he finally he finally gets there, and the rest of the disciples are struggling, you know, with this this big, you know, this big net, and. Uh, he he knows that it's Lord, but he's not you know quite sure you know what to do in his presence, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and there must have been a sense of awkward silence even as they're you know cooking the fish and preparing it, and finally Jesus addresses the moment in the, in the room. Mm-hmm. Peter, do you really love me more than these? And of course that's his claim. Even if everyone else falls away, you know, Lord, you can count on me. I'll be there. I'll never fall away, even if the rest of them desert. And mm-hmm. so he had to say, No, my my love for you is not any more spectacular than the rest of these and, and so the next time jesus asked him he leaves that out there's no comparison he said you know do do you love me and peter said you know that i you know love you and then jesus says one more you know time and, and there's a difference you know in john's you know language and uh you know commentators are you know caution us to make you know too much of the difference but Jesus is asking, you know, Peter, do you agape, you know, me, or, you know, are you completely devoted to me? Uh, do you love me more than life itself? And Peter answers back, Lord, I phileo, you are, I, I have a brotherly, you know, love for you. And then so twice Jesus asks, do you agape more than these? Do you agape? Peter said, I phileo, I phileo. And then finally asked him one last time, he said, Lord, you know, you know me better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. I thought I was deeply committed to me. You said I would deny you, and you you know me, but you do know I have a deep affection for you. And um, you know, what a beautiful you know, picture. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not saying I'm old, but I feel old sometimes. But when I was younger, I used to just think Simon Peter was just this, this wild guy. I was just a, a big mess, you know, and, and seeing him deny Christ and seeing the restoration kind of just thinking like, man, like, good thing I've never really done anything like that but just reflecting again back on Peter has obviously mm-hmm. seen so much of myself so much of my shortcomings and you my know. sin and then yeah. met with Christ who meets me in the middle of that and then brings restoration to people just like me and just like Peter and just like us is, no, is pretty overwhelming I, I'm sure we've all done this I'm, I'm sure we've all downplayed our relationship with Christ in order to and how to play up our coolness and, and, and to be accepted. Uh, that we've kind of you know, pushed him you know, to a back corner rather than identifying with him. We wanted to identify with those around us. So I'm, I'm sure we, we, we've all in some way or another you know, done what this is, you know, has done everything that he's done and we're all in this need of you know, restoration. Mm-hmm. And of course there's a wonderful invitation. And of course you can't miss an interchange between the two of them you know that he restores him not simply to relationship but to uh you know to service mm-hmm. 
And he calls him back, you know, not just into a loving relationship with him, but a desire to love his people and to feed the lambs, tend the lambs, feed the sheep, uh, you know, which is, you know, very comprehensive. And we saw that yesterday, uh, you know, as the Father has sent you in, in, in a couple of days ago also, and, you know, John 17, as the Father has sent me, so I'm, you know, sending, you know, sending you uh, that we've been called for the purpose of the gospel to live out the gospel. And, and, and of course, here you have. Mm-hmm. You have the call of Peter you know, coming back as well. No, it's so easy to kind of just be passive in the Christian life, but obviously Christ has called us to be active and in, in serving his people mm-hmm. and in, in serving his church. So what a timely reminder. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate how much Jesus is constantly the one initiating. I mean, he's the one that arrives on the beach and invites them to the mill, and then he's the one, you know, reinstating and um, bringing Peter back in. And I just think about how even... He has done that for us while we were his enemies. Christ died for us. He was constantly oh, yeah. initiating and calling us, and just all that inviting he's inviting us, yeah. enabling us. Yeah, uh, you have to. You have to have still like the awkwardness, you know, with the resurrected, you know, Christ. None of us dare ask, mm-hmm. "Who are you?" Because we knew it was him. For you know, sure. Maybe we knew. You know, we, you know the, yeah. there's still something about the resurrected Christ, or the something about you know the, you know their their state of you know shock. You know what is happening around them. You know that uh, they they don't you know quite recognize him. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing with Peter, the first time Jesus tells him casting that on the other side, he protests a little bit. <laughs> you know, Th- this time he's he's so passive. He just oh, well, you know, just some stranger on the seashore. <laughs> sure thing, man. <laughs> just, hey guys, if you just fish <laughs> no, on the no. other side, it'll be good. And he's like, okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> and, and you even before. have to sense you know some sense of resignation. You know, Jesus had told him to go ahead to Galilee in the other Gospels and and, and wait for him. And uh, evidently, um, as they're waiting, Peter says, I'm just going to do what I used to do. I'm going back, you know, to old Peter. And, and of course, the call was, you know, the call to Peter was, you know, to leave your nets and become a fisher of men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and here, that's what he's inviting him back to, mm-hmm. you know, one more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to, you know, one of the popular things today is what about ism? <laughs> and, and so you see, always fun. You, you see Peter, you know, is, is one of the first what about ism, you know, guys. Uh, is you know it's and, and what a description when you were young you went wherever you dress yourself however you wanted to and went wherever you want to when you're older somebody else would dress you and stretch out your hands and take you to where you you know do not want to go and he said this to indicate the kind of death not by which Peter would die but by which Peter would glorify mm-hmm. uh, the Lord which is a very yeah, very important great. statement and Peter goes oh my gosh what about him <laughs> and uh, Jesus said that uh, there's no time for what about us. It's time for you, you know, to follow me, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of you know what mm-hmm. you know I have in store for those around me. This is how I'm calling you, and in this you will glorify me. Mm-hmm. So we talked through this story. It just comes to my mind, you know, how this moment would have marked Peter's life and, and his yeah. teaching, and you know, even just as he's writing First Peter five to the elders, he says, you know, be shepherds over the flock that God's given you, you know, and our chief shepherd will appear and and just this language, you know, running throughout and this is right mm-hmm. after he's been talking about the sufferings of Christ and our sufferings. I mean he you almost have him kinda uh, unpacking this event as he's probably thinking on it, Yeah, feed my sheep, you know, feed my lambs. Yeah, we're called to be shepherds. You know, and and this moment just where Jesus reinstates Peter and you know and welcomes him back in a sense mm-hmm. and would have marked the rest of his life. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. 
And, and Peter will be a remarkably different uh, man after the resurrection and after these appearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you'll see a lot of boldness in him. And of course, you'll see see him writing you know two books that are very rich in theology. And you're going, wow, a fisherman wrote this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this must have been a transformational moment for him. Mm-hmm. Cindy, why don't you close us with a word sure. of prayer? Father, we do appreciate just the, the writing and, and just the story of uh, Peter here. And Father, we stand in awe of all that you have done for us through your Son, that you have um, allowed us to be reconciled through Christ, and that you have um, restored us, whether we're in the yet, not yet, Lord, you are restoring all things, and we thank you for that. And we thank you for the incredible testimony of Peter as he is brought back, Father, and how truly the work of the gospel is transforming his heart. And we have that um, available to us as well. So thank you for all these these big truths, Lord. May they just penetrate our hearts and, and change us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.